and we are live good morning everybody it's your favorite truck driver in the whole wide world it's bitcoin ben here for the daily what pluck is going on in cryptocurrency let me make sure everything's kosher go over here click that and we're going all right now let me see awesome awesome and we're up and running welcome everyone everyone do me a favor first off hit the like hit the subscribe and if you're over on rumble join the bitcoin ben rumble gang because i'm going to be putting out some special content just for rumble because Rumble's headquarters is here in Sarasota. Just a law. Wink for you guys. Guys and gals. I don't know if you saw yesterday. I did. Let's see. I did three interviews. Wait, was it three? Yeah three interviews and my regular show, right? Yesterday, after all those shows, I got reached out to by a friend. I haven't talked to her in, God, probably... probably three years, right? I met her at a cryptocurrency event. Uh, She's the CEO of a well-known crypto company. Uh, She's one of the few women CEOs. If you want to Google, you can probably figure out who she is. Uh, And... Her and I had a long conversation on what her analysts are telling her. (sighs) Folks, it is come to my attention that there's a, remember last month, when that guy uh, actually made the million-dollar bet, where he said Bitcoin will be a million dollars within 90 days or something like that. There's a reason he said that. There's a reason that... Um, uh, oh, who's a guy in El Salvador? Him and his wife uh, are, damn it, uh, I, I can't remember his name. Uh, squirrely little guy, but he's working with El Salvador a lot right now. Uh, yes, Max Kaiser. Thank you, Nash. All right. Max Kaiser put out a tweet yesterday 
and they were yesterday and the day before. And he said that Bitcoin in July, 166,000. And I'm like, wait, what? What? And I read it, and I'm like, well, you know, Max is enjoying the uh, the herbs or something uh, in El Salvador. That's what I thought. Like, okay, he's 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 a tidbit. I don't know, folks. I don't know because apparently, my my thesis that the whales are getting in it now, right, is because they're going to skyrocket the price quickly. Remember last week when Bitcoin hit like 150000 on a flash on Binance. When I saw that something, something rang true with that, that there was something behind it. Because we've had flash dips, right? But I don't remember ever a flash rise like that. Not that high. And I thought about it. And then last night when I was talking to this gal, she said, Ben, you have to understand the buying volume is low, but the buying volume per purchase is huge. And I thought about that. And I said, oh, okay, so retail bought, retail bought, and this is what I asked her. So retail volume is low. She goes, yes. But Purchases over $100,000 are higher than they've ever been. And I started thinking, okay, what do you mean by higher than they've ever been? Like, are we talking a lot? And she said, yes. She said, Ben, it's not on the exchanges. The exchange, it's through the exchanges. All right. It's through the exchanges, but on their auction sides. Right. For anyone who doesn't know, Coinbase, Kraken, Gemini, all that. They have auctions, auction areas. 
and those are for big sellers and big buyers. The auction areas are restricted for anything over half a million dollars, right? And she said, when you look at the blockchain, right, and you look at the movements, they line up with the auctions. And she laid out this whole scenario for me. And at the end of the conversation, she said, Ben, you have to understand something that this notice with BlackRock and this flood of all of this with BlackRock is coming from the, the inside members of these organizations. That's who's purchasing right now. Right. That's who is buying these. They're front running their own announcement. And they're having a hell of a time purchasing without pushing up. Because they know. They know as soon as they launch their ETF, they're going to get applications or um, uh, requests for trades. The day they open, they're going to get flooded with requests for trades or requests for accounts. She said, the, these, these places do not have liquidity. These places like um, um, BlackRock, when, when they get these money transfers in, they're going to go out to APIs. And these APIs are going to buy up everything. She's like, Ben, imagine that BlackRock is a switch. And as soon as the switch is turned on, there's hundreds of thousands of organizations that are going to put 1% in. 1%. It's like I said on the video yesterday, the 1% plan. When she said it, I remembered that. And I was like, fuck. I or fudge. I heard that from another guy. 
up in New York, the 1% plan. And um, so I'm putting it all together. And I'm like, holy shit. Then, then, then she brings me other news. Hey, uh, I talked to a guy working with, um, I think it's North Carolina, working with North Carolina on their legislation to put Bitcoin in in the treasury as um, as a reserve. And I'm like, yeah, she's like um, North Carolina. Now listen to this, folks. North Carolina. Now this is all hearsay. I don't know. In fact, uh, uh, I retweeted something yesterday, and the group that is running the legislation in North Carolina reached out, or is it South Carolina or North Carolina? I don't know which one, right? One of those, the group that's leading the legislation reached out to me on Twitter. Hey, thanks for the retweet. You know, thank you for the support. I think I'm going to send them a message and I'm going to talk with whoever's leading that or one of their team members. And I'm going to get them on the show. Right? And My friends, I have a feeling that the flash up is going to happen because the goal is for BlackRock to gather as many Bitcoin as possible, as possible. Because of the long view, right? The long view is this. And this I've heard from several people, and I agree with it, is entities that are buying now will never sell. Ever again. These are generational hodls. They'll get loans against it. They'll use it for leverage. But they're not going to sell them. BlackRock is going to accumulate Bitcoin at levels we've never seen. I mean... 
think of think of twenty five thousand micro strategies, and that's what we're talking about. When you have North Carolina or um, or South Carolina, which whichever it is. They're talking about when they say holding Bitcoin in their reserves, right? You have to understand what that means. These states, right, just like uh, El Salvador, just like El Salvador, they could launch a bond. Right? South Carolina could launch a Bitcoin bond. And you could buy the bond that's backed up by Bitcoin. in that state then the state could leverage that bond that that bitcoin and they could do a a roads project or they could do something else then that actually pay off the bond over time and still own the Bitcoin. You see what I'm saying? So they could each of these states now say that south carolina north carolina whichever one it is right i'm just gonna say the carolina the carolina that does this and the carolina that that literally purchases or is holding Bitcoin on their balance sheet will also be mining the Bitcoin with excess power in the state. Why wouldn't they? If they can earn a reserve asset with excess power, why wouldn't they? So that brings him into mining Bitcoin. It's, my friends, as of right now, the Bitcoin uh, network is the strongest network in the world. 
Literally, there's no net, not Facebook, not Twitter, not any government, not Swift, not any of them are as strong as Bitcoin or at high levels of energy put solely for security. It's the most secure network in the world. Everyone's worried about these CBDCs, right? I'm not. And I'll tell you why. These CDBCs, central bank digital currencies, their network is not going to be nowhere near as strong as Bitcoin's. Nowhere. These, these networks will be hackable. People are going to be able to hack CBDCs. And anybody that doesn't believe that, right, is crazy. Because it's a centralized entity. Now, they call it decentralized. Nowhere near decentralized. Nowhere near. Everyone who knows anything about blockchain and Bitcoin understands that this network, the value is in the network. And it's the equivalent of, do you want to hold a majority of your wealth in a network. Look at it. Here, let me break it down while I'm still on YouTube so you guys get it. And in about eight minutes, I'm shutting off YouTube and I'll be strictly over on Rumble and my other channels. There's a link under here. So when YouTube shuts off, just click the link under it. We'll take you right over to Rumble. It it says rumble jail right look at everything as a network look at uh look at google look at google's shares look at their stocks as a network right their stocks are worth this much That's a network, right? Apple, Google, any shares, anything, everything's a network. Do you want to hold your money, your your store of value in Google shares? No. Because they're rehypothecated. 
there's no true price on Google shares because there's a lot of paper Google shares. Would you rather hold? Plus, they're not liquid. They're not liquid at all. Right? Right? JT says, or come hang in the VIP lounge. Lightning compatible. There you go. Uh, uh, Did you send me that link on Telegram? Send it to me, and I'll actually put it up on my usual links. Uh, we, We are on the verge of what is about to go crazy. My friends, I think we really have to appreciate and understand right, what BlackRock represents. And I don't even mean just, even if it wasn't BlackRock, if it was the second place, uh, I don't remember the name of it. They're huge. Everyone getting in now is huge. These are huge players. Fidelity. You talk about huge. Fidelity. Fidelity's 401k money, folks. 401k money. You you know how many people are going to go on their Fidelity? Their Fidelity 401. You know how quick Fidelity's going to build products on top of this? They're going to have a 401k crypto. Uh, Someone says uh, Scorpio Red. What's better? One Bitcoin or 100 Bitcoin cash? Well, that um, that actually depends on your timeline. If your timeline is shorter, I'd hold Bitcoin. If your timeline is longer, I would hold Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm a bad person to ask about that, right? Because, right? Because I'm in the position where I don't look at this like other people. I look at this as I'm never selling my Bitcoin. Ever, 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 ever. 
I'll probably never sell my Litecoin. I definitely will never sell my Divi. Right? There's there's four coins I hold. Bitcoin, Litecoin, a little bit of Ethereum, and Divi. That's it. I know where each of those are going. It's not a question. It's not a what if. I know exactly where all of those are going. And I will probably never sell any of them. Because I am not a trader, right? I'm not in it to get more dollars. Let me put it that way. I don't hold Bitcoin to get more dollars, right? I don't hold Litecoin to get more dollars. I don't hold Tivi to get more dollars. ETH, I just have some because I got some a long time ago. And I just, I, I just have them. I, everyone on Facebook or everyone on YouTube, I am switching over to, or I'm cutting off YouTube, and I'm I will solely be on Rumble and my other channels. Here's a word from the sponsor. Are you buying and selling cryptos on the same laptop that you're using to browse the internet, read your email, and visit social media sites? If so, you're exposing your cryptos to theft. Whenever you're online, you're at risk of getting hacked and having your identity stolen. How would you feel if someone stole all of your cryptos? What would that do to your finances? Guard your cryptos with a safe and secure laptop from Calix Solutions. Each laptop is set up just for you and your cryptos, and then we walk you through exactly how it works. Don't risk the security of your cryptos. Order a crypto laptop from Calix Solutions now to secure your crypto future. Learn more at calixsolutions.io. All right, I'm back. Everyone on YouTube, bye-bye. Uh, Go over to Rumble. There's a link under here. Bye-bye. Now that we're alone, folks. I've been waiting a half hour to get off YouTube because I got more shit to say. I'm bringing on a guy here in about a half hour. All right. His name's Bruce Porter Jr. All right. Bruce Porter. I'll just call him Bruce. 
Bruce Porter Jr. If you're on crypto Twitter, you know who he is. I can't wait for this interview because I know Bruce. I know his political leanings and I know his crypto knowledge. My friends, him and I are going to this video up because between me and him it's going to be one hell of a show so get ready for that but while I'm here by myself while I have you alone I cannot stress enough my friends what we are coming into Did anyone listen to Cliff High's video or his audio on uh, on Substack? The name of the audio is Crypto Summer. July is gonna go. All right. For those of you who don't know who Cliff High is, Cliff High has an algorithm. He has a bot that is dead nuts. I mean, it's good. It's good software. And He's calling for a crypto summer. And he said it kicks off in July. Do you know how quickly this is going to happen? And and he didn't just say, oh, there's going to be some, you know, Little bit of ups, little bit of down, crocodile teeth. No. He's like, hang the hell on, folks. Because we're going to see things we ain't never seen before. Right? This is what I'm talking Everyone I talk to is like, yeah, we're here. Right. In in the past, I've had several people and and a few of them were very accurate. But I've never had this many people that I know that are like been it's go time. It's go time. And it is. It is go time. I honestly believe. I, I really don't even have to believe it. 
because it's right in front of us. It's on the blockchain. Right? The, the average retail person looks at the price on Coinbase and goes, oh, you know, Bitcoin's up a little bit. But they don't look into the weeds of the blockchain. The blockchain is a leather, a leather, a ledger of volume truth. Let me say that again. The blockchain is a ledger of volume truth. If you're looking for, if you're anticipating or trying to predict prices, you use the the blockchain information. That's why any trader that uses the the, uh, the information from the exchanges, they're just playing. Right? They're just playing the exchange game. Serious people use the blockchain. And the serious people, these are not the people who get on CNBC. These are not the people who get on, these are not the people from Coindesk. These are not the, these are the people who their job is telling rich people what to do with their money. Rich people do not rely on exchange price because rich people want to own the asset. They don't give a flying fuck about futures. They don't give a flying shit about derivatives. That's all for the dumb money. Now, I'm just being honest, folks. They call retail people dumb money. Those are the dumb money. They call people that put money into 401ks, those are dumb money. They don't follow dumb money. These are the people that's names aren't on rich lists because you look at them on paper, they're broke as shit. But look what trust they run. My friends, 
There is a, a, a rich elite that never make the rich list. See, Elon Musk is rich on paper. That's who makes the rich list. Bill Gates, rich on paper because of stocks they own. The people I'm talking about, these are the people who own thousands of acres all over America. These are people who own gold mines. These are people that own silver, well, not silver mines, but mines. That's what, that's who's buying Bitcoin now. is the smart money. The people who BlackRock handles their trust. These are the accounts that actually get the shares. These are current, these are called preferred accounts. And the preferred account is held by the trust, not the individual. That's who's buying Bitcoin now and has been for the last year. Remember last year when I told you there was a group up in New York that was just freaking buying Bitcoin every day off the exchanges, but at a certain rate so it wouldn't put, push up the price. Yeah. Those are the people that own NASDAQ. Those are the people that own the banks. Those are the people that, that, like I said, you never hear their names because their names are irrelevant. And, all right, I'm going to tell you guys something, right? And anybody, anybody who has ever worked for the CIA, worked for the FBI, or, or actually been a CI for any of those agencies. As soon as I tell you this, you're going to go, yep, all the time. No one in the CIA has or no active agents in the CIA at a certain level 
have the same name for longer than a year. It's it's usually operations. Uh, it actually depends on the operation they're in. When I tell you that these rich, wealthy individuals have trusts, it's because they don't keep the same name. They'll have seven passports with different names on them. Remember, uh, remember Epstein, where they found all of those passports. My friend, we're average folks. We don't go around changing our name every three months. See. And I'll just tell you, folks, you want to know the deep, dark secret of this world is this. Identity. The matrix revolves around identities. Well, if you run the matrix, you assume identities. That's Right. <laughs> these sanctions, these American sanctions on all these Russian oligarchs and stuff, these oligarchs have seven names. So when they put someone on the list, yeah. A lot of them share names. That's why they can't be prosecuted, folks. They don't have an identity. All right. Let me give you an example. Rothschild. All right. The Rothschild family, the Red Shield family, that's not their original name. They changed their names and they became Rothschilds. Most of the Rothschilds nowadays are not named Rothschild. They leave a few people named Rothschild. But most of the Rothschilds aren't Rothschilds. In, in fact, fuck it, they're not going to kill me. Klaus Schlob 
is a Rothschild. His name's not Klaus Schlob. He's a Rothschild. Right. Separate the word Rothschild. Roth child. Red child. It's the bloodlines. Right. This is so intricate, folks. That, all right, it's, it's, see, we have one image of reality that people have their names. You know, I got my driver's license right here, right? That's not the world this that these people live in. These people don't have identities, right? The ident the trap is the identity. How how they lock you into the matrix is with their identity, with your identity, your social security number, your name. See, it's, it's we live in such a fucked up world that we don't even know we live in it. These are the people. All right, now, my friends, think about this. Think about this. Do you think that the billionaire that was just supposedly killed in the sub. Do you think he's really dead? Do you think his son is really dead? <laughs> we got All right, there's an island out in the middle of the ocean that does not show up on any map. This island is a, it's about the size, well, it's about the size of Brooklyn, right? Maybe a little bit bigger. No one go. 
if if you don't know it's there, you're not going there, right? That's that's where a lot of these people go because it isn't it isn't it doesn't have an identity the island does not have an identity think like a criminal right think like a global criminal If you controlled the drawing of the map, would you leave a little area that was unknown? If you ran Google Earth, would you leave a little island or two that just wasn't there? Have you seen old maps where there's islands, but now supposedly they're not? Bruce! He just popped in. Uh, uh, I'm actually going to bring you on here in a couple minutes. I'm just going to wrap this up real quick. Right. The elite do not live in the same world that we do. Right. The elite change their identity, their name, their passport, their all that. Like they change their jackets. We I um if you watched yesterday's uh, Patreon show. Didn't you understand it? It's, it's, we, the earth is the future 7 Eleven for star travel. Right? Who here thinks any of us? is going to be able to get on a spaceship. Yeah, no. The depopulation agenda is just wiping out the employees with the ability to argue. AI, robotics, all that. What do you think's going on in Antarctica? First off, does anyone really know what Antarctica is? Look at Google Earth. When you get done watching this show, go look at Google Earth. Flip it, go to Antarctica, and look at Antarctica as a whole. 
Look at the edge of Antarctica. Antarctica is carbon. It's it's literally a continent of coal. The edge of it, they don't have soil. They have black sand. It is black carbon. Think of Antarctica as the pressure valve for the Earth. What you think the world is, is not accurate. What you think the financial system is, is not accurate. Anybody who says that the global elite are in it for the money, you don't understand. They own the things that print money. It it isn't about money, folks. That's the rat race they have us in. All right. We live in the rat race of money. These people, they, they don't give a flying fuck about money. They print it. They're the money printers. When it, 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 it's, let your mind wander. All right, we're going to be bringing on Bruce here in a second, right? Think about it. If you're a global elite who owns the banks and owns all this, do you really think it's about money? They own the place that prints the money. If they just want money, they're just go print some for themselves. This is about power. It's about control. And it's about control with a purpose. All right. All right. Everyone else, everyone watching on Rumble, all that. Go over to Patreon under here and catch us on Patreon. Now, I will repost this later, but right now we're going to Patreon because of the other platforms that I'm broadcasting on right now. Bruce and I are going to dig deep, folks, and we're going to say things that are not 
allowed right now. <laughs> so go over to Patreon, links right under here. Join Patreon for what I'm guessing will be the next hour, hour and a half show with two guys with a bunch of knowledge telling a bunch of truth of things that you may or may not want to hear. But here we go. Uh, let's get a word from the sponsor. Then we will only be on Patreon and FGTV. Are you buying and selling cryptos on the same laptop that you're using to browse the internet, read your email, and visit social media sites? If so, you're exposing your cryptos to theft. Whenever you're online, you're at risk of getting hacked and having your identity stolen. How would you feel if someone stole all of your cryptos? What would that do to your finances? Guard your cryptos with a safe and secure laptop from Calix Solutions. Each laptop is set up just for you and your cryptos, and then we walk you through exactly how it works. Don't risk the security of your cryptos. Order a crypto laptop from Calix Solutions now to secure your crypto future. Learn more at calixsolutions.io. Bye-bye, everyone but Patreons and FGTV. Bruce. Sir Ben. What's up, brother? How are you, man? Very hey, nice I'm to see you. Doing great. Doing great. How are you? It's uh I'm doing fantastic. It's been a little while since we shared the stage. I think that was uh Las Vegas back in 2018. Yes, yes. And there was a great uh I think you hosted that, didn't you? Yeah, I was yeah. one of the uh one of the hosts and I was the onstage uh MC. They did a great job. I, I you know, uh the uh, Halloween I think is a hard weekend for everybody to do a conference on because people have family and everything else. Yeah. But if they wanted to do another rendition, I would definitely be in. Well, <clears throat> I don't know how closely you've followed my journey here. Uh and I have a club in Sarasota now. Yes, congratulations. Uh, oh, thank you very much. We're opening another one in uh, in Nashville, in New Jersey this year. Next year will be one more in Florida, one in Texas, one in Dubai, and one in Australia. Maybe one in Washington, D.C. or Northern Virginia would be a great, great move. Uh, I would, but it's hard to build a building in a swamp. It, <laughs> it is the swamp. It is swampy out here, man. I'll tell you what. Um, and you're right in the heart of it, brother. Every time I see you, like put out a tweet. And by the way. If you do not follow him on Twitter, you guys are missing out on solid information. I mean, solid, take it to the bank shit. And it's, it's out of all of Twitter, I would say 
you're one of maybe 20 people that I actually look at their page. Thank you, Ben. You know, I'd, you can scroll through all the Twitter, but I, I check 20 pages on a daily basis. Yours being one of them. Well, that, that is, that's absolutely fantastic. I, I love to hear it. You know, we've been in this thing for a long time. And, you know, back when everyone laughed at us. So I, I'm here in, yeah. uh, in the CC area. And, you know, we were wrong forever. We were wrong, wrong. People told us we were wrong. It was, you know, nothing but a scam. I remember after it went to 8,000 or 6,000, uh, then it went all the way back down to 600 or something like that. And, you know, every, oh gosh, that was just the worst thing. And, and now it's totally different, man. You know, it is totally different. Uh, there's a level of respect that, uh, that comes around, but you know, it is such a dirty business here in Washington, DC. And people ask me, you know, Bruce, why don't you become more involved? But it's so dirty. It's so dirty. And, uh, we see, you know, some of the things unfolding now, I, I'm sure we'll, we'll unpack some of the stuff, but I mean, it's crazy, man. And, you know, you take, uh, you know, where we came from and, uh, it's just unbelievable. In my opinion, everything, you know, we had an overthrow, uh, there back in January, 2020. Yep. Seeing how easily agreed. Yeah. Seeing how easily it was done. I actually think we've been overthrown a few times. I think probably what, when we took off the gold standard, we had a, uh, overthrow. There's probably JFK was probably another one. These types of things have been going on and it's, it's, as you see, it's not that hard. Amazingly. Yeah. I mean, when you have RFK saying that his uncle was assassinated by the CIA, right? RFK is not a bullshitter. He's not a hype guy. He's, um, He's probably personality-wise the opposite of Trump. Right. right. But when that guy says something, you know he's not bullshitting, and you know he's bringing receipts. The man has got the receipts. He's got the uh, you know he's got the experience. It's really an it's an amazing thing, you know. Trump kept himself alive. And so I always said that, uh, in my opinion, and, you know, everything, of course, is my opinion, but uh, unless I say otherwise, and, and I say it's a, it's a fact, but, you know, I he played ball to a certain extent. And I think that you have to play ball. I, I live here. And even I have to play ball to a certain extent. Me staying not involved is playing ball to a certain extent. Like, okay, yeah, I have a family. I have, you know, the wife. I have the kids. My kids play with these people. They do this. They do that. Now, we have a wonderful community, uh, you know, here with, I, I could drop names, but I won't. Um, you know, a, a very, uh, that that we're able to, to rely on and lean on and call if we need to and support when we need to. Because let's face it, that's, that's what happens. And you have to be, man, you got to be big time. Uh, in order to take those just thousands of bullets uh, that come at you. And I would say, uh, just to to close up that statement, that that RFK is playing ball as well. So I'm watching him closely. Uh, He says a lot of very interesting things. And uh, and he's in a heck of good shape, which at my age I can uh, I I can really respect because I I nothing but respect for that. He's a beast. (laughs) 
Yeah. You actually look great as well. Have you been working out? Oh, I am definitely good looking. I completely agree <laughs> with you on that. Oh, you froze up. Did I? Am I back? Hey, whoa. Hello? There we go. All right, I lost you for a second. I should have good internet. Yeah, well, powers of me. <laughs> exactly, right? It, well, um, funny now, we have the, the haze coming over D.C. as well, you know. Pretty interesting yeah, that, situation. That There's something to that. I don't I agree. I um, agree. Uh, living here in Florida has given me the opportunity to build relationships that I didn't think were possible to build. And not that I'm on the inside of Q or anything like that, nothing like that. But, you know, you get a group of guys together, you know, having some drinks, you know, shit like that. And we talk. It's Trump's first, from what I understand, Trump's first presidency was to play the game enough so that the players reveal themselves. I hope so. I hope so. And, and you know, just to, you know, Q, I, I know Q. Uh, a lot of people don't know who he is. Uh, he came to uh, one of my dinner parties there on January 5th, uh, back in uh, 2020, showed up at my, uh, I had rented a, a mansion. And um, anyway, uh, he's, a, he's a good guy. Uh, the What is, you know, it's like anything. Uh, I feel, I don't know about like anything, but what it is there is you have a lot of people that are uh, sending messages, posting messages, claiming that Q is the person that's that's doing it. And then you have the actual guy who kind of started the movement and is is the person that most people don't even know who he is. Uh, and, you know, he'll he won't shrug, but, you know, he'll kind of. Like, ah, yeah. OK, yeah. so that movement, I also watch very closely because who's controlling that? Uh, you know, who's posting that? Who, you know, uh, leading up to everything that went on, who was, why were they telling everybody that everything's going to be okay? Everything wasn't okay. Everything wasn't going to be okay if we didn't do something about it and we didn't do anything about it. And and look what happened. We, we, have, we have Sleepy Joe and, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Sleepy Joe is passed away or something and, you know, because he's just, you know, really not cognizant and, and then we end up with with her, which nobody would have voted for at all. I mean, it would have been an absolute uh, disaster, which it was anyway. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I'm very being here. You always second guess everything. And then as well, even if you have guys that are good guys on the inside, everybody has a price. And, you know, that price may be money. That price may be uh, some some stuff that they have on you. You know, yep. you, you got a nice life, nice wife, nice, you know what I mean? And then, hey, man, it's, it's all over if you do this. And I think that might have been uh, as well uh, what, what Trump ran into because, you know, hey, he'll take the bullets, but he's got the kids and the grandkids and this and that and the other. And that's a lot of leverage, you know. And so yep. everybody ends up playing ball. They come to D.C., a lot of them with the 
best intentions and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. And um, <laughs> I always say, I guess I'll just go ahead and say it. I, you know, they do one line of uh, a blow or uh, screw the one blonde girl and then it's over, yeah. man. You know, it, that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's true. I had any area of influence and Washington DC is the area of influence. Everyone's got something on somebody, right? And you can't okay. have centralized power without central centralized leverage. And that's, um, that's where we're at now is is but I'm I'm tremendous. Trump is kicking the shit out of Biden on every poll. Right? How can it? I mean, it's like the guy couldn't even get anybody to uh, to one of his rallies. I mean, the the disconnection there and the way that the media was so controlled. And, and that's why I even like, you know, I've held on to this Twitter account for over 10 years now, what, 13 years or something like that. And to be honest, I, I sometimes I don't know why I was allowed to to keep the account. And I, I almost even ask myself because, you know, they run AI models and, they, you know, they fed yeah. our feeds before Elon took over. They were feeding our feeds into open AI. And so yeah. they have a profile on guys like you and me, and they believe that they know what we're going to do before we do it. And they're probably right. And so I've always wondered, you know, why, why was I able to, cause I did a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that other people did now as well. I always kind of tried to play ball. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. So the media though took that and ran with it. And you had people like us who, you know, anybody who was paying attention, who, who was on, you know, honest with themselves knew that, Trump won by a landslide. I mean, it was, yep. he won by a landslide. It was, it wasn't even close. And then you had the media going out there and then just the constant on and on and on and lies and everything else. And it's a, and you see the persecution continues with, with uh, Trump and with really anybody kind of who is openly supporting him as well. Uh, I don't know if you saw not to shift to, to uh, Britain, but of course I was, kind of uh, really rallying back in the day for Brexit as well. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw Nigel. Stick yeah, closer he to just got, yeah, they, now Nigel, I actually met him years ago. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life. I Now, mind you, I didn't sit and like chit-chat and him and I didn't hug when we separated and all that. It was just me sitting there listening to him have a, a conversation with a few other people at the table. And in my MO, when I'm around influential, intelligent people, I have a hot cup of shut the fuck up. <laughs> because I know what I'm going to say. Yeah. I want to know what they say. You know, you don't learn from talking to a smart person. You learn from listening to a smart person. 
Absolutely. And, you know, those movements, that was basically the same movement. You had the Brexit movement over there in, uh, I would say, in Europe, because, yes, it was the UK, but uh, it was really throughout Europe. And you had uh, MAGA here, Make America Great with uh, Trump. And, of course, you have France as well. It's kind of in the mix. And, of course, uh, some other ones, Netherlands, uh, places like that. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really an amazing thing. And Nigel has come over quite a bit. He's fairly involved uh, in our politics. But, you know, it brings us back to the monetary revolution. And I talk about the monetary revolution on stage all over the world. And I actually just I'm now talking to a lot of different conferences uh, for the next six months. And I don't really want to I'll do whatever. You know, I can moderate a panel. I can talk about AI. AI is also very interesting. Crypto is very interesting. But if they want a keynote, I want to talk about the monetary revolution, because that's what it's all about. And this started a long time ago before most people even realized it. when I first got involved in Bitcoin, it was because Bitcoin was freedom. And that's, you know, you could have something, you could own it, you could memorize your secret keys. If someone put a gun to your head, maybe you'd give them up, but maybe you wouldn't. All right. You don't, you didn't have to. And they, you know, they, they couldn't take it, they, you know, all these types of things. And that it took like five years for the rest of the, the governments of the world to even figure out really what's going on. And then it's no wonder that we see such a fight happening over the last few years and then now of course they're kind of like okay we can't beat it join it but you know we have basically turned everything inside out you know i mean back in the day if someone canceled your bank accounts man that was it it was over and now you can really live uh you can you can do things now we need to go a step further and get it to where you don't have to turn it into fiat and and that's going to happen over the next few years really between you and me, uh, I own all of or part of 11 companies. All right. Nice. Most of what I get paid in is cryptos. Mm-hmm. Right. And specifically Bitcoin, mostly. Uh, if there's a second option, I go with Litecoin. It's just because that's, that's history, you know? Yep. Um, and I, so I, I literally exist as an, um, as an entrepreneur, mostly in cryptos. Now, now I do have cash that I keep for like, emergencies right i uh i do have accounts for operating expenses outside of crypto but the majority of my holdings is in crypto and and so i'm a living example that you you can live outside the system now is it as convenient no, but freedom, you know, if that's the price I pay, so be it. Yes. You know, there's a lot of places I can shop online with my cryptos and get everything I want off Amazon. You know, well, it's, it's. Yes. 
Yes. And, you know, the the banking, the banking system, uh, this is controlled by very bad people. And uh, oh, yeah. you know, these the same people that have been controlling it for a long time, you know, Thousands. a century easy that and they have been involved in all the bad things over the century. And, you know, that uh, it's what funds the wars. It is what uh, cancels the oppositions. It's, you know, it, this is, these are really bad guys and it's not something that you, you really want to be involved with. And the last thing I'd want to do is have a ton of money sitting in the bank um, because it can so easily be taken. Uh, you know, and I, I'm similar to you, of course, I only when I need it, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which is a lot because I, I do a lot of things, but you know what I mean? It's, it, yeah. it is yeah. what it is. Ownership. I, I tell everybody it's ownership, freedom, Ownership and privacy. Those are the three things. The three things. Yeah. That we all agree on. So whether even like I'm talking and you guys are like, oh, this guy's crazy with Trump and this and that and the other. And we can totally disagree on that. Okay. And that's totally fine. You know, I'm, I'm easy. I think you're easy as well. We'll be friends with anybody. And yeah. I'll even leave you alone about it unless you want to talk about it. But we, in crypto, we can all agree on those three things. Freedom, privacy, and ownership. And, and that's what brings us together. And that's why we've been able to change the world. And that's what we need to come together on now in order to finish what is, what is going on, what we started. And it's going to be hard and it's going to be very challenging. But if we always just realize that even if we disagree on, on this or that or this candidate or that candidate or, or stance or whatever, if we agree on those three things and we vote on those three things across borders and we support those three things, freedom, privacy, ownership, then we will change the world. We can save yeah. the world because right now the world is in peril. The country is basically Absolutely. toast. I mean, I hate to say it. Basically. No, you're right. There's no dragging this country out of the abyss. We, it basically, it has to crash, and we have to rebuild it. That's why I am launching all of my clubs all over America, because uh, my clubs will help educate the local populace on the new system. Yes. And that's my goal. Me and my wife are good. We could walk away, live the rest of our lives, and be damn happy people. But we'd be in a world and a country of garbage. We would be part of the 1% and then there'd be the 90% poor. It's and an amazing contribution. It's an amazing contribution. You know, it's not easy, man. Starting a business, as you know, is not easy, period. And then putting these up, one, I'm sure it's heavy capital. I'm sure you have partners, but still, it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. And then juggling those partners is a lot. You know what I mean? I mean, I know, I know what goes into all that, but it's a lot and you're doing it for the right reasons. And, uh, and that's, you know, that is that, that one of the things about the whole Q movement that I haven't liked is that they're always like, oh, well, everybody knows and everybody knows, but then nothing ever happens. Right. And so that's very frustrating for me. Um, but everybody does need to know. 
And they also need a place to congregate. And that's one of the reasons why, if you look at what's happened, in my opinion, uh, they've broken apart family, broken apart church, going to church, you know, all these things. What do you want? You don't want everybody getting together, like-minded nope. people getting together on Sunday and talking about- Put your mask on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, talking about things you don't want them to talk about. You don't want them together. You want them to to be separated. You don't want your, the neighbors talking to the neighbors and the and you know these types of things. So, they're they're especially it's really all over the Western world. I, indeed, it's the whole world. Uh, we're more familiar with the Western world, of course, because we're we're Western. But um, the movement to break apart uh, the family and break apart uh, the uh, the structures that hold things together, not have big families as well, uh, is, is, it's an evil movement and yeah. it's on purpose. And that's what people don't understand. Oh no, it's not on purpose or this and that. Look guys, there are people that are a lot smarter than you that have been working at this a lot longer than you've been even thinking about it that are, are, are doing these things. And, you know, that's, you know, as you get older, you think about how you thought a decade ago and how you think now and how much smarter you are and how much uh, more experience you have and say, OK. And then as you get older, you're going to see these things more and more. And uh, and of course, I'm just talking to uh, to to our audience at this point, not you. But, um, yeah, you know, that's uh, it's important to understand that and and know that. And one, uh, it's, it's you need to build the, the network of people around you, the people that believe in those three things, which I think your your uh, your crypto places are, are going to help a lot with. And uh, and two, you need to communicate with those people and stay in touch and push what we know uh, to be important forward. Yeah. And um, uh, along with my club, I've actually launched a television channel called FGTV. Nice. And uh, and I eventually, uh, I'm actually bringing on like all of my influencer friends. Each one of them have a channel, and and it's Amazing. it's uh it's as I grow these clubs. My big plan is to have clubs in every major city or near every major city. And then each quarter or each half, every six months, do a tour of those clubs where I bring me, I bring you, I bring other people and we hit one each weekend for like two months yeah it's awesome and that way we have events where people can come and see us and we we, we can educate the people face to face where they can meet us they can shake our hands they can actually look eye to eye you know so important that's that's so important that that we quit looking up for help yep that we look at each other who's standing next to you that's who's going to help you that's who you're going to help 
Indeed. And, you know, the, the masks are off now, you know, back in the day, you know, you can remember, uh, you know, it was like we had uh, people didn't know they did, they were in Bitcoin. They didn't want it to be politics. You know, Bitcoin and politics is, you know, it's different, this and that and the other. But it is politics. It, it is. So even at the beginning when I say, you know, all right, I, I stay out of this or stay out of that. I'm deeply involved in the political situation. Oh, and I so are you. Are. By being involved in Bitcoin, by being involved in this monetary revolution, and the revolution is a peaceful revolution. We haven't fired a shot. We haven't, you know, we haven't done it. A lot of things that are normally involved in revolution, but it's it is indeed a revolution, and um, that uh, you know the the fact that you're able to assemble uh, such a high caliber of people to, to join you and to come and support at these different things is really telling because now I, and I guess that goes back to people know right now, people know, they know, they yeah. know the banks are bad. They know we're in these stupid wars, you know, and like, I mean, the wars, it's just horrible, man. You know, like so many, so many people, or I should say people, some people make so much money from the wars. And I know firsthand, yeah. I know firsthand, these, it's, it is huge business. It's huge business. And these guys, you know, here in DC, I can guarantee you in other parts of the world that are in war zones right now. Yeah, sure. The local population wants the wars to end, but those elites, they don't want the war to end. Because it is just a huge money-making thing. And they're making so much money. You can hide the money here. You can make it a race here. You can double sell stuff. You yep. can blow stuff up, tell them you need more of it. I mean, it's like, <laughs> leave yeah. it over in uh, places and be like, oh, whatever. I, yeah, I, I, um, uh, when I was in Washington on January 6th, yep. right? We both there. I talked to a guy who worked at, Hall at Halliburton. And he would say that the best day was when they were blowing shit up. Yeah. Because every bomb they blew up, they had to replace. Yeah. It's and he said it with a smile. And it really creeped me out because I'm like, damn, dude. And he wasn't a bad guy. He had just, he'd been in the business for so long that he had unplugged emotionally from his product yep your product blows people up yeah well mcdonald's poisons people it's and i couldn't argue the point <laughs> i was like well shit brother you're you're right it, you, you definitely get desensitized to it i mean there's there's no doubt about it i tell you the i uh, if i if I told you uh, what I knew about the arms dealers that come here to uh, DC, man, they sell arms to both sides. They, you know, it's oh, yeah. just, it's just business to them. And it's a horrible business. Uh, I think probably the worst business in the world. Uh, matter of fact. Yeah, it's, it's, it, see, from my past, 
and what I was involved with in my past. And I was low-level shit. I mean, I was nothing. But it's all the same game. You know, it's all the same game. And it's, it is who you know and what you can provide for them gives you the value to them. And what um, I I know who you know, or I know some of the people that know you. All right, so I know your some of your network, and they are big players. You know, these are guys who fly on private jets. These are guys they don't wait at airlines. You know, if they need to fly somewhere, they're a half an hour from jumping on the plane. They don't buy Mm -hmm. tickets. They don't, hell, probably two of them don't even take passports. It's, (laughs) they don't need it. It's a totally different level, man. Uh, It is is a different level. And that divide is becoming more and more. And, you know, we've watched it happen over the last decade. And uh, I, I don't really, the, the only way I know to, to stop it at this point or to at least change it for you is, is Bitcoin. And it's, yeah. a, it's a crazy yep. ride, guys. It's a crazy ride. And that's why they say, hodl, hold on for dear yeah. life. <laughs> because, you know. While I got you, like I said, I don't know everyone you know, how could I? But I, the people that I know, that you know, um, they're telling me that the, the big players are now getting involved in Bitcoin. And all the Black Rocks, a big announcement and all that. These are the people that have special accounts at BlackRock. Right, BlackRock has their their normal accounts. Then there are uh, preferred accounts, shall we call them? And those are these guys. And they're not going crazy like you know, put all my money in Bitcoin. But they're going, you know what? Let's try 1%. I talked to a friend up in New York that um, that basically knows all the all of the liquidity pools of crypto. Mm-hmm. So, and he actually told me about what's being referred to as the 1% plan that there's a large group of individuals that are using BlackRock and others to move 1% of their wealth into Bitcoin over the next six months to a year. Yeah. 
they want in before the happening. Yes. That's it. That's their instructions. One percent. But when you're talking one percent of a hundred billion dollars. Yep. New buys. You know what I mean? Yep. It's not like yeah, this is like you look at a guy like Michael Saylor, right? So Michael Saylor, uh, I used to throw parties for Michael Saylor way back, back before Bitcoin. It's funny. Every once in a while, someone says, oh, I know, Bruce, I knew him before Bitcoin. I mean, you're going, you're going way back. I'm like, really? Yeah. You, you really knew me before Bitcoin? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but Sailor before, before Bitcoin, he, uh, he, he throw, he always, always has thrown some big parties and, um, I have a history of obviously throwing parties. I, I do galas and stuff mostly yeah. now, but, uh, when he started, when he made that move, man, because, uh, you know, it was, he laughed at it really early on, you know, that was, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't even, i laughed as a relative term. It wasn't interesting. Yeah. the um, reason. Yeah. And now, you know, you see that guy buying 12,000, 13,000 coins at 28 grand. Man, we were buying these things for $70. Okay. Yep. 400 bucks, 700. I remember 600. We were like, uh, all like, I was paying like uh, developers and stuff in Bitcoin. And we're all like, well, you know, because it had tanked again. And we're like, well, in our minds, it's still 600. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. But when you see that and actually uh, Sailor is one of the guys who has really opened up uh, that market with these big guys because they they see what he did. And if you listen to him, and I'm sure we've all listened to him, you know, the play he made on at the Apple stock. And he said, I, I want to do that with the company. And so he has been uh, really a pivotal force in in putting that together. I would say almost the biggest uh, Bitcoin bull, maybe the biggest Bitcoin bull. Um, but when they're moving that kind of new buys, new buys, guys, at 28, I mean, guys, and I and I heard you earlier, I don't know if we're going to go to 177 uh, next month. I think that if we go to 177, guys like you and me are going to be so wealthy that they don't really want yeah. that. So they're going to move it yeah. slowly. Well, I mean, you might never see me again I, if we go to the next month. <laughs> I, uh, if you think of the grand scheme here, they've shaken out the average Joe who who owned, you know, 2,500, five grand worth of Bitcoin. All right. You and I are not the rule. All right. You and I are the people that saw the long view and were like, oh, hell no. I know where this is going. Right. So now, and just like Michael Saylor, see, you don't think about money in two examples of life. Number one, if you don't have any money, you don't really value money because you don't know what it can do for you. And if you have a shit ton of money, you don't value money because you don't. You never tell yourself no. All right. Michael Saylor was in the second group for years where he had money. He'd, he had a billion dollar company. You know, 
And what a lot of people see, this is why now we're, I'm going to put this video out and I'll, I'll send you a link where you can share like our conversation. But that's why initially uh, I have this just on Patreon and FGTV because I didn't know how far we'd go. Right. Right. So far we're good. Yes. Uh, But if you knew Michael Saylor before all this, then you understand that his parties and his his circle are big players. They've been big players for years. Yes. And and we are talking people that run like Vanguard. We're talking, you know, other people that run billion plus corporations. I have a friend who lives in Scottsdale. That this guy used to own banks. All right. You know, you're rich when you own multiple banks. Sold all his banks, went into Bitcoin. He's richer now than he's ever been. Yep. Right. And he was at that level. Now he's, and in fact, him and I own a company together. Uh, he tells me now, he goes, now my wealthy friends are calling me. He's like, I used to talk to him but they didn't need to hear it. Right. Now they need to hear it. That they're recognizing that that 85% of the of the countries in the world are ignoring the US sanctions on Russia. That when 85% of the world is not influenced by America, America's in a free fall. And we have been. Yes, we, we are. All, I mean, for Christ's sake, France told us to kick rocks. Right. <laughs> You. Well said. Yeah. I, th- and, and, the, you know, it's, I, uh, you know, we have killed so many people. And that's like another thing that, uh, you know, people, the average person around here doesn't uh, understand. You know, most people, even if you've traveled a bit, they still don't get it. Like we killed 500,000 people in Iraq. Half a million people, man. You know what I mean? And nobody even realizes it. And and we... Uh, you remember we ever heard how many of our soldiers died. That's it. That, but what, what we don't hear is, oh, yeah, we basically... Uh, we basically destroyed a town the size of Chicago 
and uh, shit happens. Yeah. The the amount of hate hatred accumulated over World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, uh, uh, Korea, uh, uh, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan. You know, and there's so many people that hate us now that 85% of the world's like, kiss our ass. You know Absolutely. Absolutely. And they don't want the, nobody likes being told what to do. And, you know, that's one of the things uh, before I traveled, I, I traveled a lot uh, growing up or in my, uh, in my teens and twenties, but it was really my thirties. It was uh, in my forties now that I traveled to so many places and, you know, everybody's not like us and they don't have to be like us. You know, people like being their own way and, and that's okay. It doesn't mean they're bad. It doesn't mean it that living together is the best situation either, okay? But they should be able to be the way they want to be. And we should be able to be the way we want to be. And, you know, historically, we've had this attitude, and we still do, that everybody needs to be how we want them to be. And, you know, when someone makes you do something, you don't like to do it either. And so then they look over, and we're severely extended around the world. We have, you know, we're spending so much money and uh, ammunitions and everything else in, in Europe right now and other places. Um, we're weak. We're weak. We can't even uh, keep people. We can't even keep Saudi Arabia settling in the dollar. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, come on, guys. We've protected. We've offered protection for these guys forever. And I mean, I listen, I, I'm not, you know, I, I'll play ball. You know what I mean? I'm not saying anything bad about them right there because why? They're looking out for them too. Okay. Yeah. So, but, you know, we're so weak at the moment. And, you know, every time they needed a certain security system or arms for Yemen or this or whatever they needed, we're always there for them. And it's, uh, you know, that's what happens when you have weak leadership. You know, Trump went over there. <laughs> Trump went over there. He danced around. He waved the, the sword. And I thought, oh, gosh, you know. But it was, he did deals. He got it done. They loved him over there. I was over in freaking Dubai uh, about a month, maybe two months ago. They loved Trump. Of course. It's it's friggin' crazy because apparently he went over there and met with like a group of royal families. And the the these are the money, 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 money people. Right? And Trump went over there and he was respectful. He was but he was fun. He's, it's, it's, they genuinely liked his character. And, and, and what I heard was that Trump didn't talk about his agenda. Mm -hmm. He didn't say, we'd like you to do this. Trump walked in with, how can America and you guys work together? How can we benefit each other? Let's work something out. 
like enrollment 101, business 101, right? What do you need? Tell me about yourself. What are your yeah. goals? And then and, you go in for what you need, right? Yep. <laughs> I, this is how detailed Trump is. For those of you that have never, uh, which is probably most of our listeners, is those of you that have never done a deal in the Middle East, they literally, go, one of the factors is they go off of how people smell. Mm -hmm. I, I swear to God, swear to God, Trump knew and wore a certain type of cologne. They, it's true. We call it the shakes cologne. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they they all love it. They love it over yeah. there. And that is so interesting. I didn't know that story about about uh, Trump. Yeah, I mean, they must but, have loved it. They they loved it. Bingo. Yeah, but it's that little cultural, you know, tip of the hat type of thing that yeah. Trump's good at. Yes, and the and oh, God, I, everyone watching this, please don't misunderstand me, but. How many of you guys watching even knew that, that that was a thing? Right. That it, it's, it's part of their culture. Because when, when the average American thinks that our way of life is just the normal way of life, that, and the best, and the best way. Right, and the which, best. Right, and everybody should do it, which is fine if you think it's the best. Everyone should think they're the best, but yeah. When I was in Dubai, the thing out of the whole trip that I thought was the most amazing, we went to the biggest mall in Dubai. It's like four miles long, right? And I watched a guy that was cleaning the floor. We had just had dinner and I was waiting on my wife who was in the restroom. And I'm watching this guy, number one, his uniform was pressed. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Then I, I watched him walk from one side of the hall to the other to his little push cart, get out a little broom and a little sweeper. And he literally went to the corner and swept the corner of between the floor and the wall, swept it out and put it in his little sweeper, walked back over and dumped it out. And I saw that, and I'm like, wait a second. That's their normal. Yes. And that amount of pride in your job, that the average American, we're lucky if they sweep the floors nowadays. Yeah. Oh, listen. They mop the sidewalks 
They mopped the sidewalks. They mopped the roads. Like, guys, you know, and then we go, I go to New York. The roads were amazing. Yeah, and it's like everyone's, you know, it's, and sadly, it is a reflection on society. And, you know, we've uh, really degraded as a society, and there's there's lots of reasons for it. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, you got to say our fault, uh, maybe our parents' fault, and before that, letting things go on. But we're pretty nice people, you know what I mean? And we've had this kind of uh, forced situation, and we have we have a lot of people here now that aren't used to some things like that we would how we would want them. And it doesn't mean they're bad people; they're just not used to it. That's not the, what they're yeah. used to. It's like over there, they're they're mopping the roads, and we would think, well, you know, I look at it. But also. I didn't, not the whole time I was there, did I see a policeman? No, not it's, it's, it's at all. And, and you can leave your phone on the bar and go to the bathroom and it's still there. I was outside smoking a cigarette and it was actually during Ramadan, right? So you don't eat until after dark. Okay. So the streets are empty until basically dark. Right. Uh, I'm outside and there's this group of 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 men, probably eight of them, and they were wearing the uh, white, you know, garb and uh, and one of them walked over and uh, and and we just started talking. And I. I said, do you mind if I ask you some cultural questions? I said, I I am not trying to be offensive. I genuinely have the curiosity. And he goes, ask away. I said, where are your police officers? (laughs) And he goes, no one's called them. And I go, well, he goes, yes, we don't patrol our streets. He said, we don't intimidate our people with officers. If you need a police officer, you call them. They come to help you. Yeah. And I asked my go. All right, I love that concept. That's the old way it used to be. Yes. And uh, I said, but what happens if you have like a fight or a murder or a robbery? And he smiled. He goes, I know you're an American. He goes, (laughs) "Uh, we don't have those issues. Yep. And I go, really? He goes, no. He said, and and here's why. If you get arrested here, we send letters to every one of your family members describing your crime. Yep. And then they and then they keep you. 
they keep you too. And God help you if you yeah. did something like steal or something like that. I mean, we're talking, you know, mar marijuana guys, four years, cocaine, yeah. death. Okay. Yeah. See what happened somewhere along the line, we actually became the biggest police state. And I, I think it was when we decided to become the world's police, but yeah. it's totally normal for us. I'm sitting down in South beach last year and there's a cop over here and there's a cop over there and there's blue lights flashing and there's a, a fight over here and there's, you know, and like, this is crazy guys. It's crazy. You have, you go down, you want to go out down in DC. There's no way you're not going to see the cops. They're there on every corner. Almost. They got the lights flashing in your eyes. You're out trying to have a nice time. And, and we've been, we, we now think it's normal. And then you go over and to some other place, uh, let's just say I was over in uh, Portugal, beautiful place, right? And you don't have that. And they're living more free than we are. We think yeah. that we're free. If you ask the average American, they'll tell you we're free. In those countries, they aren't free. But the truth of the matter is that they are more free than us. We have multiple multiple but we have agencies watching you that you don't even know about I, we have we have probably all of them watching us right now you know and you yeah. can't go anywhere and and not have uh that that presence there in the in the police there and it's it's i don't know how i do know probably how we have to fix it but i don't think anybody has the stomach for it and so we probably won't. And so, so I don't know how we get out of it. I don't know how. I think we evolve out of it. And I agree with you that actually Bitcoin is a, is, is the tool we use yes. to begin that journey because. Take the money. Yes. The, a lot of the problem with our society the tool used to corrupt our society has been the, the not honest money, the fiat money, because it's allowed us to have wars that we, if we didn't have fiat, we couldn't have. That's right. It's allowed us to infiltrate other countries that we could not have infiltrated or influenced. Indeed. And that shows you the purpose of the money. It isn't about a representation of wealth because it's not an honest money. Yeah. If you have oh, a wow. dishonest money, it is to do dishonest things. It, 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 it's crazy. And then whenever they need more, they just print more. And, yep. you know, if, if we actually had, uh, if we were using sound money, uh, the war in Ukraine would be over. It would be over. Yeah. And, you know, it's unfortunate. Uh, I have a lot of friends uh, in both countries. And it's unfortunate that uh, the Ukraine has, it, they really lost the PR war. Uh, they're not bad oh, people. Yeah, they're they're people uh, just like us. Uh, the, the most of them, you know, they, they got invaded. I think probably Putin was, uh, you know, on his, uh, medications or what he was, he was probably taking some testosterone. I, I don't know why he decided it was a good idea to just invade them. And he really just blew up the world. Well, I do actually, um, it's, and, and I have this from a source that helped open the facility over there. 
it's because there were several bioengineering facilities. I would argue that he's got them too. And oh, so he I, I hear what you, I hear what you're saying, right? And he I'm does. sure there's some over there, but I think but, in the in the big scheme of things that it was more than that. It was Crimea. It was wanting to have the land. It was, you know, there's no, 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 this is not, um, this is about, I, Putin doesn't want more land. What he wants is to unite the Germanic heritages he he wants the ussr back oh yeah he definitely wants the ussr back right um, but he wants it under a a not influenced by the u.s well, remember back, what was it, 2014 when we overthrew the government bat there? So, or 20 yeah. something, I don't know when it was. I was yeah. actually on my way to Kiev, as a matter yes. of fact. And yeah. somebody, somebody sent me a live feed of central Kiev, and I said, oh, yeah. I am not going That there. was, um, uh, this is more like 2019 or something like that, right? No, no, it was no, 2014. 14, I was right. Okay. All right. It, it was 2014. And the lady who ran it, her her name is Summers. Um, right, they went in there, and and what? And now, mind you, I told you the guy I talked to helped open the facilities mm-hmm. after 2014. Mm-hmm. They took it over. They put in their little puppet, and. They they started producing bioweapons in there. Now we have a lot of those as well, guys. Oh, I you know. know. Oh. You know, we have them planted all over the U.S. Yeah, most it's, of them in universities. A lot of them in universities. How about the guy up at Harvard who just like kind of disappeared from the news? He just got yeah. he just something let out or, or whatever it was. He was like the guy who actually did the whole. COVID thing over there or sent it over when he, he was, yeah. he was intimately involved. I mean, that stuff just gets, I, uh, you know, it gets pushed under. I think that um, the, the point of that and not to go down the rabbit hole of, and I try not to as well on Twitter because I, I do have friends in, on both sides Yeah, and yeah. it's, it's very dirty business. PR is uh, the PR of the war is, is very dirty as well. Um, but the, the point of me bringing it up, was that and i lost it again um no, i lost it um, i i agree with you that putin's not our friend all right right neither of them are our friend really none of them are our friends no they but who the same groups mm-hmm. that are killing america yep are Putin's enemies. I would agree. All right. And he's he's probably easier to work with. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, and, it is what it is. Um, and it's it's just and this shows you how weak this group is. You and I remember it. I remember I why. Read. It was the fiat money 
that war would be over. It would be over if we didn't have this unlimited ability to just print money because yep. the American public wouldn't take it. And if we weren't sending all of that money and human resources in there yes. and supporting that war, they would have to negotiate. And you may not like one side or you may not like the other side, but guys, they're going to have to live together. They're not yep. going to, one of them is not going to kill all of the other one. And, you know, Elon said it, he says, I feel like after you guys kill, you know, a million of each other, that you're still going to have the same result. And I agree with them. Yeah. They, they're going to have to negotiate. They're probably going to have to give up some of those lands. I, I you know, whether you want them to, to, yeah. to be that way or not, that's life. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, the average Joe and Jane here in America, they hear about the war, they, they hear from the mainstream, and even people on our side uh, of the news, uh, the alternative news, they don't understand it at the historical level and they don't understand it at the power levels. Because most media people are looking at it from one level, right? And if if you know people that are in the higher levels, they, they know what it's really over. They, they know the historical context. They know, because I've had people go, okay, Putin is working with the people who are destroying America. No, no, it's, 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 if all you understand is that George Soros is a bad guy, then you don't understand the structure of who really runs the world. It's tough. People can't take the truth, man. I won't even say. Oh, I know. Like they, George they, Soros they, is a bad guy, but George Soros is just a money manager. That's all he is. He's... He's an accountant for the real players. And, and the real players, they're not playing for the headlines. Right. The real war, the real sh shit that's going on doesn't make the headlines. Indeed. All right. And like you and I both know that America has troops there. Right. All right. And when I say troops, I don't mean they're military troops. All right. There are entities in the world that um, a, a great example of a um, uh, would be the Wagner Group, right? The Wagner Group, in the grand scheme of all of the uh, groups 
that you could work with to assist you in a war. Wagner uh, Wagner is like the uh, the Dollar General of groups. All right. <laughs> You're not getting the freshest stuff. You're not getting the quality. <laughs> right. Getting the manpower. Right, right. And that's why Belarus could go, okay, that was cute. Come on, fellas. Because, yeah. I mean, Putin's like. Wasn't really, that so interesting? So, I, I, you know, I went back and forth. I, I don't know. You know, everyone's like. The whole thing was a psyop. I do think that the six point two billion dollars had something to do with something. I I, I will oh, say that. That yes, I I completely agree. The six point two yes. was to pay the groups. Yes, and uh, but as well, you know, he's got by all appearances, he has he's got a situation on his hands over there, and it may actually, you know, we've in our lifetime we've we've seen that whole area crumble before. And yeah, it, it could happen again. Um, you know, he's been ruling with an iron fist for a long, a long time. Um, but you know, they would have something that we don't have and that's patriotism. Uh, you know, yeah. in, in the U S we, we, everybody, you know, they, we don't do the pledge of allegiance. We tell everyone that we're all horrible. The, the company with the company that which I actually think it is a corporation, but the country was started by, uh, by bad people. They're evil, you know, this and that and the other. And over there, they're telling everyone that we are the greatest, we are the yeah. smartest, we are the strongest, and and you know, so people feel pride. And even if you know, we see it even with uh, like Trump. Like I don't like everything that Trump did. You know what I mean? I don't like a lot of things about Trump, to be honest with you, right? But I support the guy because he's he's representing my uh, the things that I value the most. He's pushing them, right? And so you have that over there as well, where people don't, uh, you know, they don't support everything that he does, but it's easy to turn a blind eye to some things as long as you're on the winning team. You don't want to be on the losing team. That's for sure. Let me put it it this way. You don't reach Trump's level if you're an angel. Right. Well, absolutely. Right. Right. There's no one who has the power to clean up America that is going into the ring clean. Yes. It's it's people don't understand. The average Joe, the average Jane, they, they live a peaceful life. They do their jobs on Friday, go down, meet with the boys at the bowling alley, they don't understand that there's there's a whole different level. There's a whole different, I would argue, there's a whole different civilization above all this bullshit that average people see. There are islands, like I was saying earlier on my last, there are islands that are out there that are on no maps. When when you run the company that makes the maps. Well, and now everything's on the internet. Like how about a deratio? I never heard of a deratio in my whole life, right? A deratio blows through Northern Virginia, DC a couple years ago, 
blows everything down. They're like, oh, it's a derecho. I'm like 45 years old, man. Never heard of a derecho in my life. I'm like, wait, well, you know, do we have like an old book, an old encyclopedia? Nobody has. Who kept the Britannica, right? Nobody kept them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And then there's another one that they have uh, around here. And I don't, you know, whatever. We're just talking now. And then I want to ask about the Santas. But we have what appears to me to be a new like species of lizards around here. Like we used to have lizards, but now we have this little thing and it kind of moves really quick like this and everything. Man, I've been in and out of this area for 25 years. I have never seen that. And I mentioned it to somebody and uh, it was, it was on a board and there was a, a bunch of people that commented the same thing. I've been living here my whole life and I've never seen it. Anyway, you're in Florida. I wanted to ask you about DeSantis. I know he's, uh, he's, and I, I don't want to put you in a hotspot or anything on it, but it, no, you no, know, I'm he's, good. he's, he's done a great job with Florida. Um, I was a huge supporter of him until kind of he came out. I, there's a lot of powers. Uh, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of stuff going on. I wanted to get your take on it. Uh, what are your thoughts on DeSantis? Yeah, uh, DeSantis is a game player. Right. He, he absolutely is. Um, and what people need to understand, and you, Bruce, you'll understand this when I say it. Um, when we say the game, there's not two teams. Right. Right. There's the game. You don't have the Cardinals walking out on the fields versus the Cubs, right? You have have intertwined interests, and each player's intertwined interest are connected to other players' intertwined interest. It's it's why Trump knew Epstein. But once he found out who Epstein was, kicked him out of Mar-a-Lago and said, I want nothing to do with you. Yep. Right? It wasn't that Trump was involved. At that, There's a big club, and most people ain't in it. But there's right. still a lot of people in the club. Yep. And when when you're at Trump's level, right, New York real estate is the most crooked fucking real estate, maybe that in Washington, D.C. <laughs> ever. Ever. Yep. You cannot reach Trump's level. Right without knowing where the bodies are buried and probably putting a few of them there. Agreed. So And then building on top of them so no one ever finds them. Right. right. <laughs> so people who bitch about Trump, some of the arguments are valid. Trump is not this white knight that's ridden in on a cloud holding hands with Jesus, right? Not by a long stretch. No. Trump is someone who has, has done bad things in his past. 
and so is DeSantis. Mm -hmm. But the things they did in their past got them to a place of influence to where as they got older, they had a, a soul shift. And they started, or he started looking at his, his legacy. And that legacy started that he valued it more than money. He values it more than money. And that's what's leading him now. He, uh, I once said Trump is a devil with a hall pass from God. <laughs> well said. All right. Trump is not an angel. And nobody can be there no. to you to no. your point. You cannot be there. And that's like one of the things and that keeps a lot of people out of the business too, man, because who wants to go into politics when they're going to, you know, they ruin the average person. They they ruin you. They're absolutely well, ruining you. They're ruined because they don't know they're playing a game. Right. Right. The people who get ruined, uh, who go to Washington, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, right. and you don't understand. You shake hands with the devil. The devil leaves a little something on your hand. Yep. Right. You shake enough hands with enough devils, your hand starts to look like a devil's hand. And that... That's what people don't understand is that, and the reason I know this is because of my past, because of agencies I dealt with when I was younger. It's just the same thing at a different level. Yes. And when I was younger, I was not, uh, I did not follow the law, right? And that put me into places that I saw things that what that I couldn't not go against. And that's why I was never hired into what I was involved with. Because I couldn't do it. I couldn't be a devil doing good. And it's, that's what we have. We have FBI agents doing things the devils would do for what they think is a greater good. It's unbelievable. And I got to say, I have friends in the, in the force guys. And, you yep. know, there's a lot of great people. A lot of great people, but uh, yeah, it's uh, we've gotten to this point, and you know the the wars and everything else. It kind of feeds into it, you know, like your buddy with the with selling the arms and everything else. You kind of become desensitized to it. Um, but these these agencies are completely out of control. They're yeah. they're controlled by really really bad people. Um, all of 
all of them really i uh, yep. they they spy on us all the time they know everything about you they they know what you're going to do before you do it uh, as i i spoke about earlier um and that you know reigning that uh that state in is uh is is it's, it's a tall tall task well it's not going to happen overnight you Indeed. know there's a reason that the parent company of Google is named Alphabet, right? Yeah. And there's actually several reasons, but it's if people understood how 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 deeply surveyed we are. Oh. That you don't even have to be near a phone. You don't have to be near any. You can be out in the and the January sixth when I was there. Uh, uh, the guy who invited me, I, I literally showed up. I. Paid in in what's called the W Hotel. Of course, right. It's right next to the Treasury Department. Yep. When I got there, four blocks away, I ran into the black SUVs. Yep. And they're like, "Can we help you?" And I'm like, uh, I have reservations at, at the W. And they go, who made the reservations? And I told them the guy's name. They go back to the truck. I'm sitting there. They come back. Okay, follow us. Okay. So I go in there. I, I go down into the parking garage. I go up. I check in, I go up to my room. The, I, for those who don't know the layout of Washington, D.C., the Treasury Department's right next to the White House. Right? I'm literally a quarter of a mile from Trump. Yep. Right? You don't get there unless you've been invited on that type of you know day right before a rally it was crazy all right so the next day i'm out with this while well, i'm out with his right hand man and we're out walking around the crowds were crazy right and and we were out up on this like little hill area and he and I, because I was stupid, I, I said, hey, uh, I, I know it probably doesn't matter, but should I shut my phone off? And he giggled. He goes, brother, they don't need your fucking phone. Mm -hmm. he, he said, we could be out in the middle of this field. No phones, no nothing. And they'll hear us clear as day 
you know it's it's all you know that those two days i mean they were it was a it was a setup from the beginning as yeah you and i both yep. know uh we were both there i left when uh they started we actually it was funny we brought a, one of our we brought the global boost mascot with us so i'm sure in a bunch of the files they're laughing about we got our you know our coin mascot that we're running around with uh the tear gas started you know uh flying there uh but i was there when they opened up the back gate so I didn't even I didn't even realize there was a front part at first, and then once they opened up the back gates, I, actually I, I get realized it before that, but then I came back around. But I, I was there when when the police opened up the back gates. I saw it with my own eyes. They, they opened up. I was like, what are they What are they doing? Right? Yeah. Um, there's total op. Those guys up there in the front making a mess. I mean, we've all seen the videos, and yeah. those guys they weren't us, man. Those nope. were those were more than likely our intelligence agencies. We and I actually. I put a video up the next day and it is a 10 minute video. I got however many views, you know, tens of thousands. Um, and I just recapped kind of because I wanted to recap it. And, you know, you're around the world and people are like, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're saying that you were there. And I mean, you realize there was like 10 million people there, right? Oh, like, <laughs> you know, if you weren't there, you can't appreciate how many people were there. It was unbelievable. And yeah, even that, yeah, it was, it was a rough, it was a rough go, but it, to, to the point of, you know, everything being a setup as well. I mean, the guy that I mentioned earlier, who, who you mentioned showing up at my dinner party as well. I mean, I always kind of wondered about that as well. Um, you know, everything is, uh, there's, there's a lot of forces out there that are implanted and, and doing a lot of things, you know, yes. whether they're, <laughs> Making you do I love nothing. How you're dancing around. Me. <laughs> Whether they make everybody sit there and do nothing, or you know, they yeah. make them do something, or, or whatever it is, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. And um, and being here, of course, you, you you see that quite a bit. I think the main thing is that we really want to, uh, as a people, as a movement, really always support those three things that I talked about: this freedom, its ownership, and its privacy and if we have freedom and we have ownership and we're able to uh do things privately then we're going to be okay and if we don't have those things we need to always fight to have those things and to re and to regain those things because we had those things before and you know 9 11 and all that stuff which is dirty as heck too by all uh looks at it of course elon doesn't want us talking about that on twitter but uh you know they, they took everything. They, you know, I remember being a teenager. I got pulled over. The guys wanted to search my car. I said, no. They, what do you mean? No. Uh. Yeah. And I said, look, I just, I'm supposed to be able to say no. And so I'm just saying no to see what you guys do, you know? And they kept yep. me there for 30 minutes and they let me go. Now you say no, man. They get out of the car face down, buddy. You know, you don't have any rights anymore. Yep. Let's see what time is it. All right. I got one. Uh, yeah, I got it. I got about a half hour. I don't know how much time you got. I have a I have a hard stop actually. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it has been an absolute pleasure, Ben. And I I, I will definitely you. have you on because um, I want my viewers and your followers uh, because. We each have unusual knowledge and unusual point of views. Indeed. And when I say unusual, I don't mean like uh, weird. I mean, we uh, 
we know more of the structure of it than the average Joe. It's knowledge. And, yes, and you have you have a larger view of the structure than I do, and that's why I check your Twitter because I, I can usually tell when you're putting out a tweet that a lot of people look at and go, well, I don't really get that. Well, it's because it wasn't for you, you know? Yep. <laughs> and uh, and I, uh, not that I want to name names or anything, but I definitely want to start laying out more of the system that, yes. we, that we know about that others don't and Indeed. understanding the structure will help them understand what they see going on at a different level and help to to do something about it because yeah. that's uh you know we're in this situation so it is you know it was different for our grandparents right it was different for our parents and now we're here and you know, it's going to be different for our kids and it's going to be either different better or it's going to be different worse. And yep. it's our job to make it different better. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to support. I think the uh, the new channel is uh, or the new station is really interesting as well. I'm going to know more about that. You know, yep. we're around the world. I'll, I'll be in uh, I'm headed over to Europe, but I, I think then we'll be in uh, I'm going to do WebEx in Japan. I'll be covering that uh, live as well as then. Uh, the World Blockchain Summit in Singapore. I also have Hong Kong Blockchain Week. You know, yeah. a lot of these uh, very Asia kind of centric. Uh, I actually Hong might Kong. be in Hong Kong. I, I nice. don't know yet. Nice. I, um, I have a friend who invited me over. Okay. That's a long ass flight. Yeah, oh, man. I was looking at him today. And then I saw I have a flight actually to London uh, in a couple of weeks. And I was like, well, you know, maybe it'll be better. And then I'm like, oh man, I gotta get my geography because no, it's not better. It's like, no, no. no. I'm like, I need to go to California first. And yeah. then go <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, right. Hey man, Bruce, it was great having you on. Uh, if you're ever in Florida, give me a ring. Will. Uh, we'll go out and I'll get you a tomahawk. I love it, man. And I can't wait to uh, come and support your uh, clubs as well. And uh, let's, yeah, uh, let's we have an event going. in s September. I'm going to send you a date, and okay. if you can make it, man, I'd love to have you. Uh, awesome. If you can't, uh, maybe we zoom you in or something. We'll figure it out. Where is that one in Florida or in Jersey? Uh, that one's in Florida at okay. our location here, Sarasota. Yep. Okay. All right, brother. Great talk. All right, to brother. You. Bitcoin Ben, do the man. All right, check him out on Twitter, guys. I'm telling you. All right, I'm going to send you a link so you can okay. shoot this out over Twitter. I don't think we said anything that was. I tried to. I tried to keep things pretty. Uh, yeah. yeah, I did. Uh, so, networks manager on Twitter. If we're if we're still recording, I uh, but I do I do talk to everybody. Ben, I really appreciate what you're doing in the space. You're you're making a difference. And it takes a lot of uh, gumption and and money and focus and all these things and relationships. So, really yep. appreciate you. And let me know if I can help you with something. 
Awesome. All right, brother. All right, brother. God bless. You too.